we're glad you're here tonight. Now, you know, Angelo was trying to get you guys to respond. Sometimes I just think you need to be up here. Right, Angela? Yeah. In fact, I told God today, listen, if, if these people don't respond, I don't know if I'm going to get up here again. <laughs> Not really. You have to do what God asks you to do right. But it's so very important. Let me tell you, regardless of who is ministering, regardless of who is ministering, I, the, the spirit will minister much more effectively when you're drawing upon the gift. And when you're not drawing, it's kind of like I tell people when we're in crusades, if you're not drawing on the gift, I'm really boring, guys. Really boring. So if you want a boring sermon, then just don't draw up on the gift. But if you don't want a boring sermon, then it's so important to draw on the gifts that are ministering to us. Tonight, I want to ask you, whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice are you listening to? You know, do you realize how many voices that you hear on a daily basis? How, you know, some good voices, some not so good voices. Some voices you, you kind of have to filter out. But you realize that in this world, there are many voices that are vying for our attention. There are voices that are attempting to really disrupt, even are upset your foundation with God. I know we were just in a crusade and I was uh, talking to one of our friends and been a long time in the ministry. And so, I mean, you know, the family was in church all their life, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, how is your, and I named the brother, how's your brother doing? And she said, ah, he's really messed up. I said, what do you mean? She said, ah, doctrinally, you know, he's just questioning if there is a God, if there is a hell. All of these things, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. He was raised in church. But obviously, he's been listening to the wrong voices. Wrong voices. You know, of course, Satan is the loudest voice that you're going to hear. You know that if there's a voice that is speaking loud in your ears, that it's not God, but it's Satan. Because he is here to what? To kill, to steal, and what? To destroy. You know, even in the natural, there are voices that tear you down. There are voices that says, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. And, you know, sometimes it's really, really hard not to listen to those voices or not to let those voices affect you. Years ago, whenever, uh, you know, we uh, all, ex all of a sudden experienced the, uh, what some people call the empty emptiness syndrome, I call it the emptiness deliverance. <laughs> some of you are there, some of you are not. 
But anyway, it was a time that, you know, uh, every Friday night we had always, okay, what's the family going to do? And the family was no longer there to, to do those things. And so it was just pastor and I. And so we needed to find some things that we could do together. Now, you know, the only thing that pastor is involved in and doing together is sports. And I am the least likely candidate for playing a sport because when a ball comes toward me, I close my eyes and try to catch it. (laughs) So I'm thinking, well, he's not going to change, so I'm going to have to. Ladies, when you realize your husband's not going to change. So I decided, okay, what kind of sport could we do that uh, maybe, and all of a sudden I thought, well, his worst sport is golf and the ball goes that way. So maybe, you know, at least I won't have to catch it. And so in attempting to uh, play the sport, you know, we were out and, and there would be people that either were playing with us or we were twosome and you know, everybody, you're supposed to have a foursome. And so they would come, oh, can we play with you? One time I told this guy, we're horrible. So if you want to play with us. (laughs) But anyway, you know, these people were trying to help me. And so they'd say, okay, well just pretend you're sitting on a bar. And I'm thinking, oh, sitting on a bar. I'm thinking, you know, so I try to sit on the bar and do my ball, and it was horrible. <laughs> oh, in fact, honestly, it was to the place that I was crying one time. And I said, honey, I'm not going to do this again. Because all these voices, you know, were, were saying, oh, well, no, you, no, that's not right. That's not right. You got to do it this way. You gotta, and I'm thinking, I'm trying, and I can't do it that way. So finally, I will never forget what my husband said. He said, honey, I want you to take some lessons. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to take any lessons. (laughs) These people have tried to help me, and I can't do what they're saying. And, you know, and I kept on hearing those voices. And finally, he said, okay, honey, listen, I know somebody that they won't try to change your swing. They won't try to change anything. Just go, but they will help you. So finally I said, okay, I'll go. So I went. And actually it was a Ray McGrad. And so he said to me, okay, hit the ball. So, you know, I hit the ball. And it went from about here, not even as far as Billy is there. And you know what he said to me? That's good. And I'm thinking it's really not good, but thank you. (laughs) He didn't try to tell me what I wasn't doing right, you know. He said, hit it again. That's good. And he kept, you know, that voice kept on telling me, that's good. Until finally, let me tell you, the time came when I almost beat pastor because I hit it straight. (laughs) Right, honey? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm left-handed and I play right-handed. So anyway... There are voices that, that tear you down, voices that discourage you. Our children, if you realize, our children hear conflicting voices all of the time. Many times our homes are, are filled with uh, uh, things on television that are very unnatural things. You can't even watch it anymore. These voices 
will confuse you. They will ultimately destroy you if you constantly listen to them. If you constantly listen to them. You, you realize you can't take in the sound of voices without them affecting you. You know, when I hear children talking negatively, I know they've heard a voice that has, that they've been listening to that is talking negative because children do not automatically talk negatively. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. And do you realize that a child's basic behavioral patterns are established by the age of three? Yes. Established by the age of three. How important it is to speak the right voices into their lives. I know every day a pastor would take the kids to school and because I was fixing their breakfast and then he took them to school and every day before they got out, this is what they would hear. Jesus, I love you. Jesus loves you. And with God, you can do anything that, in, that's in, that you can do all things that are possible. You will be a success in life. You will be a success in life. And it's so important that we listen to the right voices. You know, I don't stick around people that are always talking negative. And I will tell you what, you know, it's not just the world that talks negative. There are Christians that talk negative. They're gossiping. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm preaching now. Or meddling one. I don't stick around them because this is what I say. My ears are not garbage cans. So when somebody starts talking negative to you, when somebody starts gossiping to to you, just tell them, my ears are not garbage cans. You know, the voices of the world says that, oh yeah, it doesn't matter uh, if you sin or not, you're you're still going to go to heaven. Well, I like to say it this way. You know, I, I understand that God's grace is far reaching. You know, I understand that, but I want to tell you what, I'm not the one that wants to test his grace when it comes to heaven or hell. I don't want to test his grace. It's kind of like the guy who was interviewing for a, for a driver And so he interviewed the first one and he says, now we're about to go over this mountainous road and I'm going to have you to drive. So tell me, I want to know how close to this cliff can you get this cliff that would fall off several thousand feet. And so the guy says, "Mm, I think I can drive about at least two feet, you know, close to that cliff. So he, he interviewed another person, told him the same thing, you know, going over this mountain, there's a cliff there, huge drop off. How close can you get to that drop off? And the guy says, "Mm, I think I can get about a foot to there. He interviewed the third one, said the same thing. How close to that cliff do you think that you can get? He said, I'm going to get as far away from that cliff as I can. He said, you got the job. You've got the job. 
So I want to tell you what, I'm going to live as close to the Lord as I can. No, we're not perfect. None of us are, but we can strive for protect, for, uh, for perfection. Billy Sunday said this, he said, the theater gives people what they want. The church gives people what they need. The theater gives people what they want. The church gives people what they need. I'm sure that in this day and age, if Billy Sunday heard some of the ministers now, he would roll over in his grave because many ministers are giving the people what they want and not what they need. Once again, what voice is directing your life right now? You see, the voice that is directing your life, the one you're listening to, is the one that's going to shape your life. That voice is going to shape your life. You know, in the midst of our, the age that we're living in, the electronic age, the instant communication, the instant information, instant entertainment, I'm concerned that we are not listening to the most important voice that we should listen to, and that's the voice of the Heavenly Father. The voice of the Heavenly Father. I was thinking about this, I was writing this, I thought, you know, if we talk to God as much as we talk to Siri, <laughs> Perhaps, you know, we'd be better off. And then when I was thinking about that, I thought, you know what? You ask Siri, Siri, how do you spell so-and-so? Siri, what year was it that so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da? And do you realize that you never question Siri? Ooh, this is good. You assume that Siri is right. And yet, oh yes, yet when we read God's word, what do we do? We question what God has said. And yet we take that stupid voice, hey Siri, and you put it in whatever language that you want it in, whatever accent that you want it in. And you say, okay. And you just quote that as facts. Well, it may be and it may not be. Who knows? But I want to tell you what, the facts of God's word has stood through generation after generation after generation. And when we stand on God's word, you know, in every situation, we're not just a conqueror. As Paul said, we are more than a conqueror. We are more than a conqueror. So it's important. You know, God has been communing with us ever since the creation, ever since that he said, he spoke, and it was. God spoke, and it was. In the Old Testament, he spoke through the Old Test, through the uh, prophets. In the New Testament, he spoke through Jesus. And how does he spoke, speak through us now? 
through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. The issue is not whether God is speaking. The issue is, are we listening? Are we listening? You know, we have, as I said, we have so much noise in our life. We live in a a noisy world. A lot of distractions. And during this time, it's so important to fine-tune our ear and to the voice of the Holy Spirit. There was a story about two men. They were walking along a crowded city sidewalk. Suddenly, one of the men who was an entomologist, that's a study of insects, if you don't know. I didn't look up Google. Yes, I did. Anyway... No, I looked up in the dictionary, okay? Yeah, it's a study of insects. It's, a, it's one of the divisions of a, a zoologist, okay? And so, and so um, the, that man who was an entomologist says, listen to the lovely sound of that cricket. But the other man couldn't hear the sound of the cricket at all. And so he asked his friend, how can you hear the sound of a cricket amidst the roar of the traffic and the sound of the people? And so instead of telling his friend how he could um, hear that sound, he reached in his pocket, got a bunch of change, and he threw it on the ground. And when he threw it on the ground, he could see people just, you know, hustling and bustling, picking up that change, picking up the change. And so he turned to his friend and he said, we hear what we listen for. We hear what we listen for. You know, those people, they're... They were more familiar with listening to change, listening to money. They valued money. And so they were hearing that sound. Let me ask you a question. What do you value most? What do you value most? I don't know about you, but I value the most important voice in my life is my heavenly father. The most important voice in my life is my heavenly father. And it's so important that that be the most important person that we listen to. God desires to direct our lives. Over in Psalm 37, 23. Finally going to get to scripture, y'all, and I'm going to have to hurry. Psalm 37, 23, in the New Living Translation, it says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. God desires, you know, it says the Lord directs the steps of the godly, but he can't direct our steps if we're not listening to him. Or if we refuse to listen to him. And he said, you know, when we allow him to direct our steps, we're never going to fall. For the Lord will always be there for us. How does he do that? 
Let's look over at John 14. And I like this in the Amplified. You know, when Jesus was leaving this earth, the disciples were in panic. Because they had always, Jesus had always been there to answer every question that they had. And now he's leaving and they said, what are we going to do? And he said to them, and I like the Amplified, he said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener and standby that he may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart because it does not see him or know and recognize him, but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly. He lives with you constantly and will be in you. Let me ask you another question. Are you tuned into his frequency? Are you tuned into his frequency? So many times we're not, and yet he is there to be our counselor, to be our strengthener, to be our standby, to be our helper, anything that we need. You know, some people, in fact, our neighbor just said, I don't know how y'all go as much as you do, as old as you are. Well, that was kind of like, yeah. Not very much of a compliment, kind of halfway a compliment, you know. I will tell you how we do, because we call upon the Holy Ghost to be our strengthener, to be our counselor, to be our guide, to be everything that we need. And when we ask for that, we don't have to be stressed out. We don't have to be worried about anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you're helping me preach. So are you tuned into his frequency? You know, it may not be working for you because you're not heeding his voice. Or you may not, as I said, you may not even recognize his his voice because you haven't been listening. You haven't been listening to him. Or... You have filled your life with so much noise that uh, it's difficult to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? We can even fill our life with good things and yet it be so noisy that we really cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's turn over to Luke 10, starting with verse 38. Oh man, I didn't like this story. Years ago, I didn't like this story because I was usually the one that did everything, you know, planned everything, did everything. And I was so very sympathetic with Martha because I felt like Martha myself. And when I read the scripture, I didn't want to read it, okay? But when I'm complaining, the Lord always directs you to a scripture that you need to hear. I like this in the Amplified. Now, while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered a certain village and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. But Martha 
overly occupied and too busy. Now that doesn't mean that we don't need to be occupied and we don't need to work for the Lord, but it says here she was overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me, to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. There is no need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion, that which is to her advantage, which shall not be taken away from her. And you know what? When we choose the good portion first, God helps us with everything else. God will show you the shortcuts. God will help you to accomplish things in a shorter amount of time. The Martha things that we must do. But you know what? You got to, you got to worship him first. You've got to listen to him first. So many times, you know, we can't hear from God because uh, with the noise, we, it, the word says, be still. And know that I am God. Usually the Holy Spirit always, most of the time, speaks in a quiet voice. Speaks, you know, in a, when we're quiet. And when we're not quiet and we're, we're not listening, so many times the Holy Ghost is trying to speak to us. Is trying to warn us over, as in John it says, it's to show us things to come. But we're not listening because we are so distracted. And so therefore we get ourselves in a lot of problems, a lot of stress. And, and the Holy Spirit was trying to warn us, but we're not listening to his voice because we're distracted. How many times have you in your life, you know, something on the inside said, you better not do it that way, or you better not make that decision, or you better go this way or that way, and you ignored it. Guess what? It was the voice of the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention. And so, you know, we need to be ready to respond as Samuel did. You know, you know the story of Samuel. Hannah was barren and she desperately uh, wanted a child. And so she prayed to God and she said, God, if you'll just give me a child, I will dedicate him to you. I will give him to you all the days of my life, of his life. And so, you know, Samuel was taken to the, to the temple, uh, historians say, because, you know, she said, you know, when he's weaned, then I will take him to the temple. And, and during that time, they say between three or four years of age is when, uh, usually three, but maybe four when they were weaned. And so it's, you know, assumed that Samuel was taken to the temple at one of those ages, three are four. I mean, can, can you just imagine he was like, you know, living in the presence of God at a young age. And, you know, there are three keys in Samuel's life in learning to listen from God. Number one, 
Practicing his purpose. Practicing his purpose. Obviously, when Samuel was taken to, you know, the temple, to to the house of God, obviously he's three. What's he going to do? Well, he was, all of those years, he was serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Whatever Eli said, he did. Over in uh, 1 Samuel 3, 1, it says, meanwhile, this is in the New Living Translation, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. And then it said, now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. Samuel was doing, you know, whatever Eli said. He was doing all that he knew. He was serving Eli and giving, getting directions from him. Now, we know that God had a plan for his life, obviously. Hannah had dedicated him and said he'll serve you all of his life. And so you might be thinking, well, you know, Samuel knew what his purpose was, but I don't know what my purpose is. Well, you know, you might be thinking, well, that was easy for Samuel. Well, think again. Do you realize Samuel didn't know the whole story? All he knew that he was going to be in the house of God. He didn't know that God was about to call him as a prophet and a judge over Israel. He didn't know that God was going to use him to share his message with the high priest. All Samuel knew that he was doing what he needed to do right then. He is supposed to be taking care of, of his chores with the Eli. You know, sometimes we get stuck waiting to hear what, we're, what we want to do in the future and we're not doing anything in the now. Oh, yes. We're so focused on the future that we're doing absolutely nothing for God right now. You're thinking about someday, someday, some happy day. Well... That someday never comes. Today is always here. Samuel was practicing his purpose. He was serving God. He wasn't afraid to serve others. He wasn't afraid to do the menial things. You know, if we are not willing to do the small task, God can never use us in the larger task. So let me ask you a question. Are you sitting worried about what God wants you to do? Well, not. Why not get busy doing what you know to do? And I could be, I could go on. What do you know to do? Start volunteering. Start moving. Start doing something. You know, it's so much easier uh, to turn a car when it's moving than when it's standing still. I know when Craig was born, and uh, I don't have time to tell that story, but uh, Pastor ran out of fuel. Well, he had to move this car. We were coming home from the hospital. He had to move this car all by himself. There was a service station there, but it, it was moving. And so he was able to stir, to stir it into the service station. We need to get moving. So number one, practice your purpose. Number two, Samuel. Can I take a few more minutes? Yeah. 
Samuel was in the proper position. In the proper position, 1 Samuel 3, starting with verse 2 in New Living Translation. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. And of course, we know that that happened three times, but it was quiet. It was in the middle of the night. There were no distractions. You know, as I said, when we get so distracted, we do not hear God's answer. So it's important to be in the proper position to hear from God. We must get rid of the distractions. What kind of distractions? Too many activities in life. Social media. Oh, media. You know, Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, all of those things. Yeah. The internet, Googling everything. We must declutter our life to hear from God. So number one, Samuel was practicing his purpose. Number two, he was in the proper position. Finally, number three, Samuel was in the proper place. He was living in the tabernacle of God. He was close to God. In order to hear from God, you've got to be close to him. We got to surround ourselves with the proper friends. We got to be listening to the proper music. We've got to be praying, talking to God. We've got to be reading the Bible. We've got to be going to church. And I'm preaching to the choir now, so you preach the sermon to somebody that's not here. Or tell them they need to listen to it. We have got to be in the proper place. Or sometimes, you know, you heard from God, you recognize it, and you didn't want to do what he said. Yeah, I've been there. God asked me to do something. I didn't want to do it. Really, I was frightened to do it. I didn't want to do it. And I didn't. And you know what? God quit talking for a while. I say God gave me a spanking. He quit talking for a while. It's like putting earplugs in your spiritual ears. Disobedience deadens our heart. To God's voice. Disobedience deadens our heart to God's voice. You know what? If we don't protect our spiritual hearing, we may lose those sounds forever. We may lose those sounds forever. You know, when we want to really hear what somebody is saying, what do we do? We get close to them. We get as close as we can to hear every word that they're saying, to ask them every question that we don't understand. Samuel was living in the presence of God. He was living as close to God as he could. What about you? Where would you put your relationship with God? Close? 
far away, in the middle, somewhere at a comfortable distance, not that close and not that far. You know, I think we need to really look at ourselves. Don't lie to ourselves. We need to look, how close are we to God? Anywhere but close to God is far away. Anywhere but close to God is too far away. So, in conclusion, I'm almost made it. In conclusion, are you practicing your purpose? Being faithful with where God has you now. Are you in the proper position? Omitting the distractions in your life. And thirdly, are you in the proper place? As I said, are you reading your Bible? Are you surrounding yourself with Christian music? Are you coming to church? So many times, do you know what? God has spoken to me when I'm in church. Quit looking on your phone in church and listen. Because that is a very awesome time where the anointing is so strong to hear God's voice. In the days that we are living in, it's important to recognize and to follow the voice of God. And when you're in the proper place, you have placed yourself in a position that you will be guided that you will be comforted, that you will be strengthened, that whatever you need, God is right there for you. He's right there to give you the answer to every question that you have. He's right there ready to give you every decision that you need to make. I know that in Closing, there's, you know, I know one time I was, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated with people. You know, I sometimes say ministry would would be wonderful if it wasn't for the people. (laughs) And, you know, I was unfortunately allowing the wrong voice to speak loudly in my ear. But as I placed myself in the position that I needed to place myself, as I took out all the distractions, the Lord brought me to a scripture that I stand on all the time because I'm with people all the time. I'm dealing with problems most of the time. He took me to John 16, 33, and and I like this in the Amplified Classic. Sorry, guys, I didn't give you this. John 16, 33 in the Amplified Classic, it says, I have told you these things. And here was the, here was my answer. So that in me, you see, I like peace. So that in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, and this is where I was, you have tribulation and trials and distress. And I, he, he named me right here and frustration. I was totally frustrated with people. He said, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. And this is what I like. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. 
and have conquered it for you. So when situations come my way now, what do I say? God's already conquered it for me. God's got it. God's got it. And because God's got it, I don't have to take it. I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be in stress or distress. Because God's got the solution. I'm not smart enough, but God in me is smart enough. Oh, my posse, let's stand up. And if you will listen to the voice of God, he will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you every step of the way. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There are times there. Oh, mansate. So oh, there are people here. You've been wondering, you've been wondering, which way should I go? What decision should I make? Listen to the voice of God. He's been trying to tell you. He's been trying to tell you. And if you will listen to him, oh my, 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 oh my, shite, that decision, that, that direction that you thought you should go is not the direction at all. But if you will listen to him, he, oh, to me, saith the Lord, I will lead you. I will guide you. I will direct you. I will open the door, that is the right way to go and it shall be well with you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, praise your name. Well, uh, the people are down here. Where are the people that, yes, come on down. If you need to talk to someone or if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, because if you don't know him as your Savior, you you can't hear the voice of God. Or if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, Come down and they will help you be filled with the Holy Spirit as well. Because we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, and direct us. Connection team, get in the aisles. If there's first-time guests, they want to take you to a place to where and give you a gift, give you information that you need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, Sunday morning. Nine o'clock, School of the Bible, come. That's a place where you can connect with people. You can know people uh, in your age group, come. Uh, Nine o'clock, School of the Bible, 10 o'clock. We will be here, right here in the worship service. God bless you. We'll see you on Sunday morning.